If 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 you had to live the rest of your life without pizza or live the rest of your life without the Mars Volta, I don't want to. And you know what? Just continue. I don't want you to answer that. <laughs> I'm just gonna get mad. <laughs> don't, don't even answer that one. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and well, that's pretty much it. So uh, let's go. This is Asinine Radio. This right here is Asinine Radio. Is this it? is the greatest. Yes, it is. This is Asinine Radio. Oh. This is the greatest music podcast. This is the greatest podcast to ever exist is it? throughout the history of time. Yes, I could say it again. This is the greatest podcast to ever exist in history. Damn. Uh, yeah, like I said, this is this is this is us. What we do here is we take an album, we uh, we we dissect it, we get into the nitty gritty of it, and we're getting into a Beastie Boys record. But before we do that, we're going to rank them. But before we do that, I'm going to tell you all to go to iTunes and go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. And go follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Uh, don't be a bocevis. Don't give us a one-star. One don't be an asshole like this fucker. And give us a one-star. Give us five stars because that's all that matters. My name is Tyler. Mm. And way out there, way out there hundreds of miles away, mm. way out there in the ether, is Jeff. Mm. Now... I'm done with all the, the formalities. I'm done with the intro. So let's just hop into the rankings of the Beastie Boys records. We're doing their eight records, and then we're going to touch upon one of their EPs because I want to talk about it. And we're also going to, and then also Jeff is going to rank, or he's going to give his top five favorite Beastie Boys videos because he watched some of them. I watched most of them. There's 42 or 43. That's a lot of videos. I watched most of them. Well, let's start with that then. Okay. What okay. Do you got? What, what are your What are your top five? All right. So going. And I'll tell you if you're wrong. Going. <laughs> going five to one. Uh, fifth favorite. Body moving. I don't remember that video. Body moving is the one where, in the very beginning, it's like this uh, this cat burglar, and we'll get into it more of the music later on. But it's this cat burglar, and he breaks into like a king's castle, and he cuts off the head of the king, and just blood is just spewing spewing from the neck like comedically spewing from the neck oh and there's this a, one okay like yeah. a big fight ensues and i, I think it's i want to say it's mike d that had his, ne- his head cut off and they sew it back on of course because that's reasonable <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's just a good time it's funny it's hilarious good stuff i'm skimming through it right now yeah it's good stuff if, if, <laughs> if you saw the video you've 100 have seen it before I, I have seen this yeah. one. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, next one, number four, is is from our upcoming album, Shad Rock. That is. Okay. That is. Um. I don't. I don't think I've ever ever even seen this video until this week. I had never seen that. I never knew. Well, I mean, I never heard this song prior to this week. So. But uh, but yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, number three. <laughs> number three is make some noise. Oh, that's a great one. I love that video. This is, uh, I don't know why, but this one I always forget about. I always forget this video even exists. And 
the Beastie Boys make like ridiculously good videos. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we can get into that later on. But a lot of the a lot of, like a lot of their best videos are made by Nathaniel Hornblower. Mm, so I don't, I don't recognize the name. You do, you do. He's actually a member of the Beastie Boys. But um, so- <laughs> yeah, he he also made that one, and and, and makes some noises notable because it just has it has like a crazy number of of movie stars. Yeah. I know Seth Rogen, right? Seth Rogen, Danny McBride, uh, Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, Jack Black, <laughs> fucking David Cross. Uh, what's so the kid good. from Everything Is Illuminated? Elijah Wood. Oh, okay, yeah. And then just just the BC Boys themselves are in the videos, not as stars, as like extras. So it's just it's it's a crazy video. It's so funny. It's so it funny. So that's, I haven't seen it in years, though. That's my number three. My number two video is Sabotage. Oh, yeah. Can't fuck with Sabotage. You just can't. That might be their best video. It, it would be their best video had it not been for their number one video, and that is Intergalactic. Intergalactic. Really? You is, think so? I think Intergalactic is the greatest music video that's ever ever been made. I do. Uh, I legit think that Intergalactic is the best video that's ever been made in the yeah, history of music. All of them. Well, that's... Come on, man. What about Corn's Freak on a Leash? So you're being silly. Are, 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 are we being silly or are we being for reals? We're being silly. No, we're, be, be silly. We're, be, we're being for reals. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you're being for reals, and that's completely 100% wrong. But yeah, those are my those are my top fives going from fifth best to first best as according to me, which uh, is uh, which is gospel according to Mark. Did you watch the uh, <laughs> Did you watch the Bigfoot one? The one what song is that? The big uh, It's one. off the Hot Sauce Committee album. That must have probably been like That must have probably been Don't Play don't no, it was from game? To the Five Burrows. No, it was from To the Five Burrows. It's like, fuck, what is that? Damn it. I don't know. I pretty much stopped at Check It Out. Okay, no, it was after Check It Out. It was for sure after Check It Out, but I can't remember. But anyway, yeah, it was Bigfoot, and I remember that one being pretty damn funny, too. Yeah. So, I mean, there... But I think it was off To the Five Burrows. So, so Nathaniel Hornblower, that is the, that is the uh, alter ego of, of Adam Yauk, one of the Beastie Boys members... Okay, and and he would he would dress up as this this yodeler from Switzerland and just play pranks and be funny guy all the time. <laughs> but a lot of the videos that were produced were produced by Nathaniel Hornblower. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, so Look that's at funny, you, man. Look at you. That's funny. <laughs> it's weird. There was there was a. I mean, we'll get into it a little bit later. But there was a good period where I was pretty into a certain era of the Beastie Boys. I hope it was the good era. Well, I mean, is there a bad era of the Beastie Boys? No, there's. Well, uh, Whoa! Uh, oh, you're. There's not such a bad a era. Cuck. There's not a bad era, but there's an era that I'm just like, I just it's too much for me. All too right. much. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. Oh, okay. So the video I was talking about is the for Triple Trouble from uh, from To the Five Burrows. It's like Bigfoot running through New York City. Do you remember that video? You don't remember uh, that one. Uh, I don't. Okay. Well, never mind then. That was a good one too. It must have like just came out right after Check It Out then, because I didn't. Yeah, see it, it was it was the second single and the second video from that record. Damn it. Yeah, that was a good video. It was funny. All okay. Right. All right. Anyway. 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 So that leads us into the uh, our rankings of the albums, the eight albums, and then we're going to talk about the one EP. What the fuck is the name of that EP? It's it's some it's an Italian. Were we because I didn't I didn't I didn't even rank it. Were we supposed to rank it? I didn't know. I didn't rank oh, it. I just okay. wanted to talk about it. Yeah. So well, they had a couple EPs. They had, they had. Are you talking about the Polywog Stew? 
No, the the other one, the Aglio. Aglio e Olio. Yes, that okay. one. That one. I listen, that was cool. I listened to Polywog Stew and that one as well. Mm. But that's fine. Was Polywog Stew? I mean, I know that was their 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 hardcore punk one. Was it similar to the to the Aglio one? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm, yeah. Yes yeah. and no. Yeah. Little little yes, a little no. A little, little yes, a little no. Okay. A little yachty. <laughs> well, because Polly. <laughs> <laughs> no. That was so terrible. <laughs> that was really bad. <laughs> what Polly walks to was the actual songs that they had recorded in the early 80s, right? They weren't new songs like like the other EP. No, Pollywog Stew. No, no, yeah. I mean, like, no. Yes, you are right. But it was, it was like, ni- it was no, like yes, early, right. early eighties, and they eventually they re-released them later on in the late eighties. But um, I think it was around like the Cookie Puss era. Yeah, and that was the first song that they had put out as the Beastie Boys, right? Or the first hip hop song. Uh, One of those. I, I think it was the first hip hop song. Yeah, and then the the, the I think the B side to Cookie Puss is kind of what got them money because they they put out a, a, another i can't fucking it's called i think it was called the beastie boys that the song was called beastie boys or something and and some airline took it and used it for a commercial and the beastie mm. boys sued them for like 40 grand and with that money they started recording and started being real and became the beastie boys as we know them today yeah and it's their their history is very interesting for sure it's rich it is ri- yes it is it is Figuratively and literally, yes, yes, it is. Okay, so I mean, I, I will, I'm sure we'll talk about their punk stuff once we get past the rankings. So, so yeah. let, let's just get into the rankings. So, what do you got? So, out of the eight records, what do you got for Jesus, Jesus Christ? You, you having fun over there? Drop the beer in the can, <laughs> the bottle. Oh my God, dude! So we're ranking from from uh, from worst to best, eight to one, and then we're gonna name our favorite song from the song from the album. So, what do you got for your number eight, Jeff? Go. All right. So let me just say that that none of these, I think, are bad. I, I wouldn't rank any of these below a two. They're all minimum two. I think I think the Beastie Boys are are prolific. I think they are an unbelievable group. Mm-hmm. We're an unbelievable group. So I think um, yeah, none of these would get below a two. Okay. Just throwing it out there. But my least favorite is ill communication. That low, huh? Only because, only because, this is, and this sounds so negative when I say it, but I still like this album, but this is like a poor man's check your yed. A lot of the same tasting notes, but not enough of the full flavor. Which is weird because it's sold better than check your yed. Check your yed. That's because of my favorite song. Which is? Sabotage, dude. Like, dude, really? sabotage that basic? is Come so on. fucking good. No, it is really good. It though. is unbelievably good, and you're right. Like, it's it's so, it is so basic. It is so cheesy. It's so dumb just to go with like, oh, that's sabotage. Of course you like sabotage, but <laughs> like to 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 do a bunch of hip hop stuff and then throw it back to your early days where you actually played instruments and did like punk stuff and did rock stuff. Sabotage is a perfect song. Mind you, that guitar riff is not their riff. Doesn't matter. They played it's a Ted it. Nugent song. They played it, but it's a Ted Nugent. But they song. played the instruments. That's true. They Remember did. Remember on Letterman. They did. Remember on Letterman. No, I know. I've seen the video. Yes. I know. I've seen the video. 
but it's the riff it. is a Ted Nugent riff. It, but that doesn't matter. It has no bearing on whether or not they're playing instruments at this point or just rapping because they are playing instruments. They're but playing an back. instrument doesn't make them automatically good. It makes them better than a lot of people, yes. Knowing how to play instruments automatically makes you better than a lot of musicians, yes. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. If you can't even play your own fucking instruments, then why are you even writing music? Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Go on. What's your. I I I wish you knew what you were talking about. I swear to God, if Hello Nasty is your fucking worst one, I'm going to hang up (laughs) on you right now. I have my fucking (laughs) finger on the trigger right now. It's on the red little marker, the red telephone. Okay. So, my number eight. Okay, but I'm gonna preface this by saying Tello Nasty. I've only I've only heard one record in its entirety prior to this week, and that was to the Five Burrows. What the fuck? So that was it. I never. I've only heard. I've heard. I think I've heard most of Paul's Boutique, and I think I've heard most of License to Ill. But other than that, I've never heard any other records in their entirety except for that one. So I'm just saying that right now. So this is all new to me. This is all fresh. I knew. God, I I didn't man, know what was gonna happen. So annoying already. I didn't know what to expect. So my number eight, my my least my least favorite is Hot Sauce Committee Party Part Two. Okay. Committee Part Two. Okay. That's my number two. And that was because I felt like it was it was very just kind of it almost seemed phoned in. And reading more about how the record was made, it makes sense because it was supposed to be two records and they couldn't like they couldn't find the right sequencing of songs for one of them, so then like they kind of fell back on this one and it was just, it was, it seemed like a really confusing endeavor. And then with Adam dying, it just made it even more confusing. So, or him being sick, I should say. Yeah. He hadn't died yet, but he was, he was sick. He had started to get sick. So, um, so yeah, that, that I felt like it was kind of just, it was good, but just compared to that what's going to come up. That is least favorite. That is my least favorite. Yeah. It's still a good record. It's still good. But when you when you throw it up against some of these records, some of these bangers, man, oh oh boy, oh boy. But my uh, my favorite song off of this one is uh, "Make Some Noise," just because this is one of the I don't know. I just I've always loved this song and the video too. Seen it so many times back when it came out. That was a good one. Another one I really liked was uh, "Don't Play No Game." I can't win. <laughs> I like that one a lot because it wasn't like their normal style of hip hop on the record, you know, because it was pretty much the same thing on every song. Except for this one, kind of like change it up a bit with that. Who's it? Santa Gold or something like that. So yeah, that that was really good. So that's my number eight. It's Hot Sauce Committee. So uh, okay, all right. So you can, you really rank that one really high? I don't know. Maybe yeah, you, probably, you probably ranked it number seven. You fucking cut. Because you you did say something stupid a couple of days ago to me. You said uh, you said I I swear to God if their last three albums are in your top three I'm gonna be so fucking mad because they probably are you probably ranked check your yed and then fucking hot sauce and then five burrows and then the mix up and then everything else is tied for last is what is your rankings oh oh, the, oh okay <laughs> uh, okay what's your number seven five burrows okay five burrows. There's nothing wrong with this one. It's, uh, in fact, its charm kind of comes from its simplicity. I, I, I love how after doing so much complex stuff throughout their career, they can still dumb it down and just rap and just still be great at it. And that's kind of what this is. It's very heavy. It's just it's good shit. It's fantastic. I feel you on that one. This, this was the one that I thought was going to be their worst. I thought this one was going to be like my least really? favorite. Yeah. Had you ever heard this record prior this week? No, not in its entirety, no. 
so what what albums hadn't you heard in their entirety before? I, I hadn't heard this one and the mix up. That's it. That's it. Wow. Okay. That's surprising. Then what, what's your what's your BB on this one? Your biggest uh, all lifestyles, all lifestyles. It was so fun. Okay. It was it was so weird because this whole album was very kind of like serious almost yeah. in tone, but all lifestyles was was kind of like them getting back to like license to ill days, just goofy. Like fuck it, let's just put a bunch of dumbass sounds in there. It's super fun, very poppy, good stuff. I'm I'm surprised it's that low. That's crazy to me. No, you shouldn't be surprised. I thought you liked it more. I, th- I thought you liked it more. I did like it. It was good. Not really. You didn't really, but that's okay. Okay, so my number seven. This one really surprised me. Um, I didn't think it'd be this low. I really did not think it'd be this low. Uh, but that's License to Ill. Okay. I could not get into this. I could not get into this record. <laughs> I'll probably never listen to this album again. Are you serious? I probably won't ever listen to it again. Oh my god! Th- th- this and Hot Sauce nuts, Committee. Dude. You are nuts. This and this and Hot Sauce Committee. I'll probably never listen You're to. You're certifiably again. insane. I just I could not get it. it. I just did not get into it. Okay. I thought it was just overall kind of boring. It had that. It was too. It was too cheesy. Maybe you just it too was low. too cheesy. Well, and it, I don't and know. It, I don't know. And it just seemed too. It seemed too fake. You know. And then reading more about like you know the whole thing with Def Jam and them leaving. It just this whole album seemed really insincere. But and before I even read about that stuff, I just thought it was just kind of dull. I don't know. I just couldn't do it. Could not do this record. Um, but the the one song that I thought was was pretty cool was "Slow Ride." That that was a cool one. <laughs> Paul, oh wait, Paul Revere's on this one too, right? Yeah, Paul. Yeah, Paul Revere. Yeah, Paul Revere's really good though. Paul Revere. Paul Revere's really good too. Oh, you're gonna but. hate my favorite song from License Dale. So. Okay. Oh, it's probably what "No Sleep Till Brooklyn." That's or crazy. I cannot believe that. Yeah, you... I just. So you 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 really think like if you saw this for twenty bucks on vinyl you wouldn't buy it? I wouldn't I wouldn't get it. I'd probably get it for five. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's I just crazy I, I couldn't I didn't li- I didn't really care for it. That is a shock. I really I'm didn't. legit shocked. I'm shocked. It it was weird because I was I was really bored during this record and I was like, oh dude, if if every record's like this, I it's gonna be so hard for me to get through this. Okay. All I right. was so bummed and I was just really bummed. That was more of it. And then when I got to Hot Sauce Committee, it was just like. Dude, this is like them just kind of, like I said, it was them phoning it in, but it was just like after hearing so many great things and they put out Hot Sauce Committee, I just, I didn't get it. But yeah, License Still and then Slow Ride. Did I say that Slow Ride was my favorite? Yeah. Yeah, I liked that one because it was more of a, it had more of the dub stuff in it and it was less of the rap rock, which was whatever, but yeah, it, it just wasn't for me. But yeah, like I said, I like Paul Revere too. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Okay. But I've always kind of like, I've always liked that one. Crazy. So that's more nostalgia. So yeah, what do you got for your number six? Uh, hot sauce. The uh, you could take your hot sauce party. That's my number six. And <laughs> this is uh, this was this was also kind of pretty heavy of an album. A lot of like techno stuff. And and when I say techno, that, that encompasses pretty much everything in that in that genre in that realm. So Does it? <laughs> yeah, it's like everything. But but like lyrically, it's it was fun and 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 they kind of they kind of brought back everything they've ever done, including stuff from like License to Ill, some of those same themes and concepts, but not in a, a derogatory or childish way. They, they grew up and, and they just did a little bit of everything. It wasn't great, but I mean, the album itself was, was plagued with, 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 with terribleness, like mm. from the get go, like from the entire time, like again, MCA getting sick and 
and them shelving a lot of the album and there's a lot I guess there's a lot of other stuff that was recorded never released there's a lot of bootlegs so I mean it was a it was a it was a tumultuous time for the bands and I think it's still a fine output I think it's still a fantastic album yeah no it's still good it's forgettable you know fucking guy dude so <laughs> my 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 favorite song is okay the song okay <laughs> Kind of I don't even remember that song. Because it was just okay. <laughs> just okay. <laughs> but it had such a killer bass line, and it was mixed with like a bunch of synth stuff. And then mm-hmm. there was a lot of distorted vocals throughout the entire album. And the distorted vocals on this kind of gave it like a cool club feel without being like annoying. Okay. See, I don't remember that. I don't remember that song at all. Yeah. I mean, if you, like, realistically, if you don't like the album, then it's going to be hard to differentiate between a lot of the songs anyway. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Makes sense. So that was your number six, correct? You had never heard License to Ill in its entirety? I had never. No, I'm telling you, I had it. I hadn't. What the hell? How is that possible? I don't know. And, and what's even weirder, weirder to me is that I never listened to Hello Nasty in its entirety. That, one, that one's not, not surprising because the last half is kind of just for the true yeds. True yeds. All right. So that's I don't I don't blame you for that one. But license to ill. I mean that, those songs are so accessible. Those are like every they are, but they're just maybe it's because like the hits I've heard a thousand times, yeah. and then the stuff outside of the hits were just lackluster. They just they really were. They're I don't know, man. They're too cheesy for me, for whatever reason. I, I couldn't get into it. Don't know what to tell you, yeah. but I do I do know what to tell you about number six. Oh, what? My number six pick. It's Paul's Boutique. Wow. This will be fun. Yeah. This, this, <laughs> one, this one surprised me, too. So I, I listened to License Still, and I'm like, dude, this is just, fuck, man. I, I hope Paul's Boutique's better. I hope it's better. So it was better, but it wasn't, like, it didn't blow me away like I thought it was going to. Like, you, listening to it. You're looking for the wrong thing. Maybe maybe it was just because I was so disenchanted dis- disenchanted or disenfranchised from License to Ill that Paul's Boutique is, is like leaps and bounds better than than License to Ill. Like a lot fucking better than License to Ill. But it's not it's still not it's good. It's a really good record. Don't get me wrong, it's a really good record. But compared to the rest of the stuff that they put you, out, dude, you're going. It's just not as good. You're going to a pizza place and then ordering tacos. Like, hey, you're, man, if, you're not. Hey, hey, you're if they have good the tacos, if they got good tacos, then I'm going to eat tacos there. But what you're doing, it's like you're, it's like it's going, like when I go to Del Taco, going, you're going to a pizza place, you're ordering tacos, and they're like, "Hey, you ever been to like Joe's Pizza? Like, oh, that place sucks. Like, oh, how's the pizza? I don't know. I only had tacos. Oh, okay." Like you're not you're 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 looking for things that that aren't supposed to be there. It doesn't matter. Who cares? It does, what do you mean? Doesn't matter. I I literally just gave you a perfect anecdote why it no, does that, matter. No, that was no, because I'll go to places and not and get something that they don't normally specialize in. You know, like like who gives a fuck? What do you mean? Who gives a fuck? Why would you open a pizza place if you're not going to make good pizza? No, Paul's, but the pizza could still be good. But if the tacos are better, then I'm going to order a taco. Like the pizza, the pizza could be great, but if I'm craving a taco from there, again, again, like if they also make good tacos, you're, you're looking, then I'll get a taco from there. You're looking for something that one is not there because I, I know exactly what your number one album is, and I know it's probably because what I your number told two you album what it is. Because I already told and, you but, what, but, like, what, but but you you 
you're looking for that sound now in all of the beats. Oh, they did it one time. Why can't they do it every other time? And you're kind of like missing like the point of the Beastie Boys. I, 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 I'm, Am I I'm, I'm starting to paint this picture. Am I though? Of what your thought okay. process is. You are, you are, you are, you are, you are. Well, we'll, we'll get more into that once we, cause we're going to, we're going to get into Paul's boutique. So well, we have to, so we'll get more that's, into that. That's all my notes are for. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Even though we should have done another album, but yeah, that's fine. Well, had I known you fucking never listened to anything in your goddamn life except for fucking I, even though I told and, you that, even Mars though I told Volta, you, Jesus. even though I had told you, I hadn't really listened to a lot of the Beastie Boys stuff. But you, well, I didn't know. I didn't know you were a fucking chump and you didn't like fucking music except for Corn <laughs> and Mars Volta. That's on me. Uh, That's on. You're right. Which, that is, is on me. What's even better is that I like Paul's Boutique. That is on me. But uh, so yeah, what what do you got for your number five? The mix up. The mix up is my number five. I All almost right. had this one above my next my next album but um like it, it just it, it couldn't it couldn't pass it these beats are it, these beats and melodies are fantastic they easily stand on their own everything is smooth and the album itself is very cohesive and surprisingly good the only reason why i fault it is because of that kind of concept of when i say my favorite song or when you say your favorite song because you haven't said this album yet it's like i don't remember that song and so a lot of these songs are just they're fine they're good, sometimes even great, but on their mm-hmm. own, it's difficult to dif- differentiate as opposed to like Brass Monkey and Fight for Your Right. Like those are instantly recognizable songs. That's true. Not saying those are better or worse. They're just, you know what I mean? They're very unique. They're in a in different themselves. style, a different vein, a different. The, the instrumentals are so hard to, yeah. to compare to a normal song or like a song with vocals yeah. or so, a pop song, essentially. So as much as I'm like trying to shit talk this one, this is a fantastic album. And this is another one that I thought was going to be so dumb. I thought this was going to be so stupid. I said, the Beastie Boys are doing music where they don't rap. Okay, cool. This will <laughs> be fun. But it wasn't. It was fantastic. It was so great. So like the last song, the, the Kangaroo Rat, Mm-hmm. That song that had a nice gradual build to it, I think that's my favorite song. It was really cool, but again, it's it's hard to pick a favorite song when all the songs on here were good and nothing stands out. But that's not a bad thing. No, it's not. Not in the context of the record. Right. Absolutely not. Okay, so my number five is uh, "Ill Communication." So this one was your your last one, right? This is your least fit, least best. Yeah, this right? is, this is this is poor man's check your head. Okay, yeah, I I understand. You know, I I kind of I agree with you that this is kind of this is definitely an extension of Check Your Yed, but that's why I like it. I think it sounds really good. I think there's a lot of good parts on here, um, specifically the the instrumental stuff or the the groovy stuff. I liked a lot. I th- I still think it's a solid record. It's definitely fucking good. My favorite song is Sabrosa. That one's really good. Get It Together is another really good song. And also Eugene's Lament. That one's solid. So yeah, what, what I like about this record or like their, their records during this kind of era of the, gr- of the band or group was that it would start out hip hop and then it would go into like this groove based instrumental stuff sometimes and then it would end with hip hop again, which was really cool. It was this nice, this nice change in pace instead of 15, 16 songs of like kind of the same, just the same hip hop over and over again they changed it up quite a bit and I like that a lot. So this is like the start of that was ill communication. Mm. So that's why I got into that. So yeah, that's my number five. So what do you have for number four? Number four. 
You're probably going to get mad at this one. But License to Ill. <laughs> License to Ill. This Why one, am I going to get mad? At least it's not number one. Because because you think it's garbage. You think the BC Boys are garbage and everything they've done is garbage. License to Ill. This is uh, this one's a banger. This is fun. This was clever. You know, I, I get it. It's it's childish. It's it's yeah. immature. It's it's dumb. But damn, like these guys, against all odds, put out some of the most iconic rap music ever in their teens to early twenties. Yeah, they they did. I mean, it is pretty remarkable what they put out. Absolutely. When, when you're when you're up against like Run DMC, and if you ask people to name Run DMC songs, they could probably name two. But if you ask people to name like Beastie Boy songs from this era, they're going to name more songs from this album. And if the Beastie Boys can do it just as good as as Run DMC could, like that is it's unfucking believable. It is unbelievable. These guys. But some might say because they, they were white could say that because they were white possibly possibly i mean you never know not a lot of people say that but it's possible it but, is possible but i've even read articles this week i've even read articles that beastie boys technically helped lay the foundations for gangster rap you ready you think so so if 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 you're categorizing gangster rap as just kind of being violent uh bling women and and a lot of bro hype yeah that's the beastie boys that's true. No, it is. You're right. You're very, right. Very tongue-in-cheek type of way, but, you know, it's a stretch. Both stylistically and, and sonically, very different, but I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, that's an interesting point, and I was, that was one thing I was... Oh, we'll, I'll get into that in Paul's Boutique. We get into that. Yeah, that it was garbage album. So, I, I didn't at all, but... <laughs> but my favorite song from License to Ill, I think it's always been my favorite song from this, is Girls. <laughs> That song is so cheesy. Man. It's so bad, and just listening to it, like in your car, or when that I get embarrassed when that when chime it hits. On. It is embarrassing, but <laughs> it's one of those songs where everybody can be embarrassed together because everybody yeah. likes it. I mean, nobody fucking dislikes that. Who dislikes that song? It's it is. It's it's not. It would not fly today if somebody released that today. It would not be. It would not be kosher today. True. It is not a woke song, but it's dude. It's part of music history. For better or worse. For better yeah. or for worse. For better or worse, it is. Absolutely. Oh, boy. <laughs> so we're on number four then, right? Yes, you're on number four. Okay. Number four for me. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This one's Hello Nasty. With number four. I'm going to spit my fucking beer out. <laughs> there we go. I, I thought this record was amazing, though. This is an absolutely amazing record. Uh, no complaints with this one. And it, it had everything I wanted. It had it had the really fun hip hop, like really good fun hip hop, and then it had so much of the uh, the dub stuff of the the reggae, the funk, the the groove stuff. It was so good, man. This album is fantastic, and there was so much of that lounge exotica sound on it. And I figured out what I really what it is about exotica music that I really like is the xylophone. Mm. It's the xylophone that that just like. I instantly like something if it has a xylophone in it. I don't know why. I do not know why. But they use it sporadically throughout their music. And those songs always like, that, those are the ones that really caught my attention, would catch my attention. But my favorite one's on Hello Nasty. I'm, I'm, I know I'm throwing out like a few songs for every album, but this is all new to me. 
It was all very exciting to me because I had no fucking idea. Ooh, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm just excited that you're excited about this right now. But even though it's I your just, fourth, that's not I a big can't, deal. I mean, Hello Nasty's great. I, it, my favorite song was Body Moving. I think that song's always oh been really, God. really good. You don't like that song? Oh, it's so good. Okay. I thought you, you hated it. But no, that, that I mean, I've always liked this song. This has always been a good song. But it, listening to it again, it's just, fuck, dude, it, it's great. And then Sneaking Out the Hospital. Oh, man. Great fucking instrumental. Love that one. That's such and a then, perfect uh, transition to the first part of the album into the next part of the album. I, I write it's so good. Oh, they were so good at that that doing that. And then the other one is uh Song for Song for Junior. Song that for one is Junior. the one with like the exotica sound and the xylophone and stuff. Yeah, that was that was towards like the latter half of the album. Yeah, it was before they went back into the hip hop stuff. I'm 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 pretty I'm surprised because like Hello Nasty is kind of set up into like three parts i feel one like the first part up until intergalactic is just straight bangers it's very hip-hop very like here are our best songs here are the yeah. poppiest songs here are the radio hits and then sneak out of the hospital transitions more into minus three mcs and one dj transitions more into like a lot of just calmer stuff a lot of just chill stuff oh, so good a lot of longer songs like they're all like three three and a half minutes and mm-hmm. the last part of it kind of goes back into like the hip-hop stuff it does and then but then you have the last the second to last song with uh lee scratch perry yeah so it brings it back dr into the lee reggae. phd ah oh, it's so good this album was fantastic but it's only so number I, four. what but it was only number four that's fine though i know but i mean i'll give my reasoning why i put the other three ahead of it so there you go. Helen asked my number four. Number four, man. So what do you got for your number three? What do you think my number three is? Let's see what you haven't done yet. I'm bringing up my notes. So you haven't done... Yeah, well, Helen Asty is probably going to be your number two. So I'm going to say, what haven't you done yet? Uh, just going like chronologically. I haven't done Paul's Boutique. Oh, it's going to be Check Your Head. Check Your Head and then Helen Asty. I haven't done. Check Your Head's going to be three... Hello Nasty's gonna be oh no you know what check your head's gonna be three Paul's boutique's gonna be two and then Hello Nasty's gonna be number one for you okay am I right all right am I right well I mean do you want me to tell you or do you want me to just tell you my number three tell me your number three yeah I'm gonna do what I want anyway <laughs> my number three is check your yed <laughs> check your yed yeah of course. check your yed that is my number three I um so I guess I'll get more to it when I get to my Hello nasty because that's either one or two, right? Because that's all I have left. But yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't remember how slow and heavy and, and this album was. And before I listened to it, you you kind of warmed me, and you said some things like this reminds me of this and this and this because you haven't said yours either, so we can get to it then. And I was I was like, no way, like I don't I don't remember that at all. And I, but I do remember not really liking this album. I do remember not really digging it, and um, I'm. I don't know. It's weird. I, I I guess I'm I'm happy that this hasn't been a long time love for me because I got to experience it now, mm-hmm. and I feel I'm more appreciative of everything they've done here because there is a lot of a lot of de facto in here. There is a lot of Robin the Hood. There is a lot of dub. There is just a lot of three kids just. It's probably smoking a, a lot time. of weed, drinking, and just ha- like having, just living the dream. Yeah, because like, they had already made all their money or a lot of their money at this point. Half of their money. 
Mm. Well, actually, not even half of their money, because if you think of like chronologically how much money they didn't make off of License to Ill. So True. it's yep. just like like these kids. As far as like not selling out and and like oh we don't give a fuck what people want. The Beastie Boys never cared. The Beastie Boys truly did never give a fuck what people thought about their music because they made they made almost no money from License to Ill and then Paul's Boutique came out and nobody liked it. It was it was it was trash. It was it was a flop. And then Checker Yed came out and it's like, dude, you got like what are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck? It's like, completely out of no three nowhere. of these of these of these albums sound anywhere like similar to each other whatsoever. So it's it's dude, it's just so bizarre. It's so bizarre that this band is this good for this long. But um yeah. uh, Pasta Mike. Pasta Mike has has that same type of feel as de facto Robin the Hood. But mm-hmm. but like realistically, this entire album is, is a it's probably a three. A banger. Yeah. It's th- a perfect three, huh? Yeah. I this my top three are all threes. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, just just as <laughs> just wrong. spoilers. That's wrong. Spoilers. Okay. That's wrong. Okay. All right, my number three. This one. Uh, this one's to the five boroughs. This one. Um, this, this, like I said before, this is the only one I had actually heard in its entirety because I, I mean, it came out when I was in like what well, we were like seniors in high school, juniors in high school, and I heard the check it out uh, song. And then I watched the video. I thought the video was great. And then I just got really into it. I got the record. I just, and then I, I thought every song was great. And then going back to it, I mean, some of it is nostalgia, but this is kind of them going back to the hip hop, like only hip hop. Like there's like no dub, nothing really instrumental in here, but it was okay. Like the, the hip hop that, that was on here was to me, it was catchy enough and like progressive enough to not be, I, for lack of a better word, boring as like Paul's Boutique. So, I like I said, for lack of a better word, boring. Not to say Paul's Boutique is boring, but... You just said it. I just think To the Five Burrows is just a better record. So, like, Check It Out is probably my favorite Beastie Boys song. Basic, I guess, because it's a single, but whatever. Uh, Shazam is another great song on this one, and Hey, Fuck You. That one's really fun to sing along to. So, those, that's my number three is To the Five Burrows. I can't believe it's called Paul's Boutique Boring. <laughs> All right, my my number two is Paul's Boutique. So, not not I knew boring. It. I knew it. Not boring. Uh, no, no, it's not boring. Well, you said it was boring. It's not. Well, I didn't, but you just didn't listen to me. That's true. Anyway, yeah. So that's your number two. So that means my number two is the mix up. Go ahead. Is yeah, you're right, man. It's the mix up. It like I do agree with you that there's no like. This this is an album that has to be listened to in its entirety. You know, it's 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 a whole mood and a whole vibe, and it being instrumental, it's hard to compare instrumental songs to pop songs. It's just it's so difficult to do. But as a whole, this record is just. I was so happy. Like I was thinking because before before I listened to any of it, I was like I was much the same as you. I thought, fuck, how is how is this hip hop group going to? to make like an instrumental. There's going to be like a bunch of beats. So I wasn't excited. And then once I heard check your yed, I thought, Oh fuck, this is what it's going to be. But then I thought it's probably still going to be disappointing because it's 15 years later. It's probably going to be disappointing. And I got to it and it was not at all. It was like everything I wanted, everything I wanted on this record. So 
It was fantastic. My favorite song, if I guess if I had to pick one, would be Electric Worm. Just because it's, I love the the dubbiness of it, the thick ass bass, the eight oh eights, the oh, it's so good. It has that great funk guitar just kind of in the background there. Good stuff. So the mix up okay. is my number two. I think like so just just off, nah, not really off topic, but I did like prelims mm-hmm. my my rankings, and even though I haven't listened to two of these albums like ever, and then one or like actually two or three of them been very very long my my rankings did change quite a bit but i think maybe because especially like in in these times where you're at now maybe that's mm-hmm. why your rankings are like this as opposed to had we done this in the beginning of our pod days maybe your rankings would be different you think so? i don't know because i mean i was into this kind of style of music prior to today or years ago, I should say. Mm, so well, I don't know if they would be that different. I'm, I'm more sophisticated than you think, and I was more sophisticated four <laughs> years ago when I, we started the pod. I mean, to be fair, like I literally think you are less sophisticated than you think. <laughs> 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 like exponentially less sophisticated. All right, all right, all right. Oh, all that's right, that's right, completely right. right. But but yeah, I guess if you want to have if you want to be a jerk, then yeah, you can do that. So, uh, so yeah, what's your number one? They're, so my, my favorite album, Ad-Rock's favorite album, their best album, is Hello Nasty. Well, actually, you're both wrong. That's the fourth best. Uh, but no, continue. Okay. I mean, I sided with the BC Boys themselves, but I guess you could well, be... Well, they could, could be wrong, too. You, you could do your thing. Um, Hello Nasty, it's, this, is, this is a perfectly cohesive album. It goes somewhere. It starts somewhere. The journey is just as fantastic as the destination. This band was a solid transition of from from being goofy kids in like a like a hip hop world to just being like actual powerhouses to be reckoned with, and it's 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 fun and it's crazy because the license to ill era of the Beastie Boys, which is literally only that album, is Their so is so different than everything else that they've done. And as far as like being woke, as far as being grown up, as maturing, the BC Boys have done it better than anybody I can think of. The BC Boys have have admitted their wrongs, have admitted <laughs> and owned up to it. What are, you, what are you laughing at? They have. Why can't I laugh? Like you think it's a joke to, to admit your wrongs? No. You think it's a joke because you never do it. So that's why well, you think I'm it's, never wrong. That's why you think it's fucking funny. The BC Boys are a band that have owned up to their mistakes, owned up to their to their misogynistic past and grown from it and grown in a way where they can still play their earlier stuffs, change some of the lyrics because who fuck cares? It's their music. They can do whatever the fuck they want. It's true. Yeah. And make it better. And Hello Nasty was was exactly that. Their rapping was better, their instrumentals was better, Mixmaster Mike was better. Everybody that played on Hello Nasty was better than they've ever been. Their music videos were better. Their marketing was better. Their shows were better. Hello Nasty is, 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 is possibly like that. I, I didn't go. I didn't see it. But Hello Nasty, that tour was probably the greatest hip hop shows like, that's ever been done. Ever. That's, that's a bold statement, man. Ever. 
And it's funny. Here's my here's my story with the Beastie Boys. Here's how I got into the Beastie Boys. Do you want me to do it now or do you want me to do it later? No, no, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it when we start. Okay, 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 album. okay, okay. Yeah. All right. So Hello Nasty is 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 my favorite uh, Beastie Boys album. My my favorite song. I I don't have one. Like honestly, I don't have one because I think I think the first six tracks are perfect. I think they're fucking absolute bangers. I I listen to them on shuffle. Don't care. They're absolute bangers. Intergalactic, <laughs> I think, is on like a different fucking planet. Sneaking out of the hospital, I put on various playlists, whether it be like hip hop playlists, whether it be just like instrumental playlists, acoustic playlists, it doesn't matter. It fits anywhere. All of the songs on this are absolute bangers. But there is there is one song that I've been looking on Discogs, I've been trying to search for now that I'm into like this vinyls thing. And that is the Fatboy Slim remix of Body Movin'. Which it was also played oh. during the music video, and I mean, if, if anybody doesn't know who Fatboy Slim Slim is, then you're you're a you're a fucking idiot because he's a fantastic <laughs> techno player. <laughs> you could say DJ. No, he's a techno producer. Player. But the uh, but the Fatboy Slim remix of Body Moving is is such a banger. It's so fucking good. It's so amazing, and uh, that's that's the, again that's the version they played during the Body Moving video. So if I had to pick, I'm going to go outside the box, and I'm going to pick that song, that version. All right, man. Because I'm cray. Dude, it's a killer record. That's a killer. All right, that leads me to my number one, their best record, a perfect record, I would say. Most people would say. Everybody should say. And that's Check Your Yed. <laughs> this was uh, this this blew my mind. This fucking blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. I I put it on, heard the hip-hop. I'm like, okay, this is this is much better than... What I heard on Paul's Boutique, definitely better than what I heard on License Hill. I was digging that. And then, and then the dub hits. And then the hardcore hits. And then it just, it, I couldn't believe it was the same band. Like, I knew that they were a hardcore punk band, but prior to this, so that wasn't so shocking. But the dub and reggae and funk stuff, I just, I was floored. Like, I, I actually looked at my phone thinking it was somehow put on shuffle and went to a different artist. I really this thought, guy. I did not think this was the Beastie Boys. I had no idea. Nobody told me. Nobody told me. You didn't tell me. Nobody told me that they did this. I didn't remember. Because like I said, like I said, the only thing I heard prior to this album wise was to the five boroughs and they don't do any of that on there. So I had no fucking clue. I was just absolutely fucking blown away by it. And Dude, this is just this is the best. I'm sorry, this one is. I, I love Hello Nasty as well, but this is just to me just a little bit better than that record. So my favorite ones on this one, uh, Lighten Up and What You Want. What you I want. love What You Want. I've always loved that song. That's been such a banger. But yeah, Lighten Up is a really good one too. So that's funny because because What You Want leads into that the song that I I, I recognized when I was listening to it. Was was Bismarcky versus Ted Nugent? Nuge, the Nuge, and that's what they say, like the Beastie Boys. And then Ted Nugent plays like that. I think it's like Stranglehold or something. That guitar riff. Is it? I don't Over remember it. now. Yeah, that's all right though. My, well, mind you, I've only listened to this record twice this week. So since discovering it, I've only been able to listen to it twice. Okay, all right. So forgive me if I don't know everything. About you are it. not forgiven. Well, clearly, because you're being, you're being, you're being fine. Yeah, that's so. okay. So I can't wait to, to listen to this one more and uh, get, get it on uh, vinyl, you know? You know? Oh, and, you know, we have to mention, too, 
because he's not featured on Paul's Boutique, but Money Mark. Oh, the, yeah. That's, why, that's, that, that's literally the main reason why you like this album the most is because of Money Mark. No, 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 and no. Yeah, so go so ahead. I like go this ahead. album. I like this Mention album. I listened to it. I listened to it, and then by the time it was over, I'd already gotten to my destination. So I pulled out my phone, and I looked up more about the <laughs> record, and I saw Money Mark was on it, and I'm like, holy shit. No idea that you know he he was this he was this closely closely related to the Beastie Boys. He worked with them all Dude, the way up through decade, their final record. For, yeah. for two decades from this record up until Hot Sauce Committee, he worked with them on every record. But who else I did he just, work with? Go ahead, fucking Omar, dude. There you go. He worked with Omar on several of his solo records. He performed live with Omar at a lot of different shows. Um, he was he was actually going to be the the next keyboardist for the Mars Volta um, but they ended up not keeping it after, keeping that position after Ike was uh, fired but yeah so there you go Fucking, th- there's my Omar connection uh, I do have a Blink connection and um, I have another Mars Volta connection later that I'll bring up but yeah there you go check your yet <laughs> from the Beastie Boys so there you go that's my number one okay so what does that lead us into? That leads us into what album are we doing today? Fuck, man. What's oh, I remember what song we're going to start with. So, Jesus. Jeff, I know I'm 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 completely unprepared. So what album, what are we doing today? We're doing Paul's Boutique. Beastie Boys originally formed in 1978. 
as the Aborigines in New York City, but changed the name to the Beastie Boys in 1982, with the lineup being Adam, MCA, Yauch, Yach, 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 I don't know, uh, Michael, Mike D, Diamond, Adam Adrock, Horvitz, John Barry, and Kate Schellenbach. The group put out eight full-length records, seven EPs, and have sold over 20 million copies in the U.S. alone. But that one we're doing today is Paul's Boutique. It's their second album. It was released July 25th, 1989. It features MCA, Mike D, and Ad Rock because the other two were fired. And it is their, technically, kind of their, I don't want to say breakthrough record because it wasn't, but a highly acclaimed record. Let's just say that. Yeah. So there you go. There's a little little background on the group and this album. So, what are your first impressions? Your your origin story with the Beastie Boys. Go. So when Hello Nasty came out, we were like ten, eleven, twelve ish, and yeah, I think so. my mom specifically said that I couldn't buy it because it had the parental advisory sticker and. She's as a parent, you're not allowed to buy it, and so whatever. I think and they were like 11, and so I remember I used to go to my aunt's house all the time, and she was dope. Like she was that aunt that would like do anything. You know what I mean? Like she would yeah take you to our movies, like whatever you wanted. So I bought this. We all album. had a family member like that. Yeah, I, exactly, exactly. I bought this album when she took me to Target, like parental advisory sticker and all. And I tried to hide it for so long. And this is the only time in my life that I remember my mom being mad at like the music I listened to. Yeah. And somehow, after after like months of listening to this album, it was on. It was on Intergalactic, and it, she must have recognized a song from like MTV or something. I don't know. But then she like it came out. She's like, "Is this is this the Beastie Boys?" I'm like, yeah. She's like, "Is this the album I told you not to buy?" Uh, yeah. And then it was like a big thing. But yeah, that was my introduction to the Beastie Boys was Hello Nasty. I bought it like the fucking week it came out. And that video, Hello Nasty, I was completely into it. I had a friend across the street, Taylor, Taylor Moe. Every time it would come on, we hit up our, our, our landline phones and call each other. And we'd say, MTV, now. Boom. <laughs> Intergalactic is on. It was just, I, I was obsessed with that album. It was just, like, to this day, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's crazy. But yeah, that 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 is my introduction with the Beastie Boys. I had heard Girls, Brass Monkey, Fight for Your Right to Party, Brooklyn, but uh, I never really cared for them. I never thought they were like that good songs. Except for Girls, Girls is fun. But um, yeah, I it was it wasn't until like years later when I started to get more into hip hop, kind of like well after high school into the college years, then I started to get more into the hip hop scene, and then I I went back to the Beastie Boys. And, and Paul's Boutique, Paul's Boutique was, was always that album that people had always said, oh, it's so great. This is, this is kind of like laying the ground, like the foundations for, for all great sampling and hip hop after it. And, and yeah. I, I think so. I think, it's, I think it's a fucking banger. I think it's an absolute banger. And, and I think without Paul's Boutique, the hip hop industry would 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 be so different. It would be so different than what it is today. I'm with you on that for sure. I didn't want to know what it would be like. I'd be curious to know what it because it, maybe it would be better than what we have today. But don't forget that maybe it would be worse than what we had prior to like the year 2005 ish. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. Huh? All right. Well, my origin story is I I don't remember the first Beastie Boys song I heard. It was probably. Fight for Your Right, Brass Monkey, or Girls. Probably one of those three, maybe Intergalactic, I don't remember. 
I I do remember hearing it on hearing music on K Rock. You know, one of those songs on K Rock. Um, when I was you know getting into to the music and everything like that, and I liked it. I mean, I liked Girls a lot. I remember I liked Intergalactic a lot, but I never never bought any of their records until To the Five Burrows, which I said before, because that was the one that, for whatever reason, that was the one that, that got me. You know, Check It Out got me. I guess I had matured more by that time in high school, so I started to like more music at that point. So that that's my whole thing. Like My, my parents never li- listened to hip-hop, so I never, ever would I have gotten into it from them. But <laughs> yeah, so that, that's, that's kind of my thing. It's super uneventful. And like I said, most of the Beastie Boys I've heard was this week. So this is all pretty damn new and pretty damn fresh to me. Okay. 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 How how was like the overall listen of this record? Of, of, of the whole entire in the entirety of Beastie of Boys. The entire record, well, I was like blown away. Absolutely blown away. But primarily blown away because of their instrumentals and their non hip hop stuff. I was like if if I I, what I'm actually going to do, I'm going to make a Beastie Boys playlist and have none of it be the hip-hop stuff. Like, that's how much I liked it. Damn, that is, that is crazy. That and is just, like, crazy. just kind of just listen to that. You know, I, I, I just can't believe how good it was. I, I just, it is so good. And it was just, I was so unexpected. So unexpected. When I liked that music so much and not even knowing that the Beastie Boys were capable of it and that the fact that they have so many songs like that or in that vein, that style, it's crazy to me. Crazy. Do you, do you feel like the BC boys are underrated? Yes, I do. I do mainly because, like, like me, most people don't know that they did way more than just hip-hop. Like, I knew about their, their hardcore punk stuff because that's what they were prior to the hip-hop, but I didn't, I had no idea about anything else and how talented they were and... They're actually really good songwriters. And what, what, what's frustrating about Paul's Boutique is knowing that they didn't write half of it. That was what was frustrating with, for uh, me. That was one of the things that was frustrating for a me. A lot of the same... I mean, I wouldn't say like the writing specifically. Like the writing credits, you're, they're also going to give writing credits to, to like the sampling because when you're writing a song, you're, you're like the Dust well, Brothers, for instance. Like, like the Dust Brothers in an interview that they gave at some point. In, in the writing process of, of Paul's Boutique, they asked one of the guys, um, like, how many, how, many, how many records, do you, how many vinyls do you have? Vinyls is plural. And he said, like, <laughs> 50,000. Oh, my God. He said he had been collecting imagine? since he was a kid, and he has, like, 50,000. And there's, like, in a fucking a garage just full of records. And I, I, he would pull out just hundreds just for one song and listen to a bunch of stuff and pick apart i mean this is like a hundred and over a hundred different samples on this which would never be you wouldn't you can the only only people that could afford this is like kanye like nobody could afford this even then logistically it's it's, there's no way astronomical an astronomical amount of money so there's so much there's so much i want to talk about here regarding that in itself so do you want to talk about that now? I mean, because we're, yeah, we're kind of going all over the place because there's way, there are multiple always, things I want to talk about. It always happens like this. We got we to hone it down. got to focus. Yeah. Because we, we, we got to talk about our, our BBs still or, or and any possible stinkers. Um, okay. So, well, I mean, what, okay. So do, do we want to do that? Yeah, let's do, do stinkers we do, first. Okay songs, BBs, and then we'll get into that. Okay, got it. And then we also have to decide, are we going to talk about 
anything outside of this record? Or are oh, we just kind of are we are we just so kinda, much stuff? This is a are we just kind of going to drop? Episode. Are we also going to kind of drop the like? Are we going to kind of finish up the instrumental talk and the stuff they did outside of like the more non hip hop stuff? Uh, yes, I don't know. I don't know what. To, yes, we're gonna do all of it. Let's let's start with stinker. Are there stinkers on this album? No stinkers. I am surprised they have no stinkers, but okay, that's good. I told you I like this record. He said it was not good, but that's the fine. only. Yeah, no, I didn't. But anyway, it's their, it's their third worst, but it's still a great <laughs> record. It's still a great record. But yeah, so I have no stinkers. I have I have okay songs for sure, like seven okay songs. Good God, not, seven. No, okay I have songs. more than seven okay songs. But the but saying they're okay doesn't mean I don't know. So pretty much all the stuff that that is listed under the b-boy whatever how you pronounce that last word oh pretty what? much pretty much all of those except for what is, oh, fuck what is it hold on i'm going back to my notes except for fuck where is hello it? brooklyn a year and a day a year and a day a year and a day okay. except for that one uh all of those songs i just thought were just okay i, I just it was too much there's too much going on on this record in that sense. I think it's called Bulabase. 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 I don't know. French. Bulabase. Bulabase. That's not Italian, Bulabese. though. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm from New York. A lot of Italians there. Bulabase. Damn. All right. Yeah, so those are my, I mean, those are okay ones, and then I have a few here and there, but no stinkers. No stinkers. So, but my biggest banger. Oh, let, let's go with your stinkers and okays. I have no stinkers. I have no okays. Everything's a banger. Yes. Good to a banger or just everything's a no, banger? No, everything's a banger. There are there are some beyond bangers, but everything's a banger. <laughs> oh shit. You're crazy for this one. <laughs> I'm crazy. Um so I guess I'll go with do you want to go with your 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 BB? No, that's I or mean it doesn't even matter because you only like like two songs. So let's just talk about I have those six two songs. I have six bangers. I have six bangers on here. Go ahead. Start start from the top or Start your, from the top. Your biggest, whatever you want to start. My, big, my, my, yeah. my BB is, uh, how do you pronounce it? Shadrock? Shadrack? I, I thought it was Shadrock. Shadrock? Okay, yeah. That's, my, that's my, my number one. And for that being, essentially, I don't really consider B-Boy, Bola Bassi, I don't really consider that a part of the album. It's just, it's just not a part of the album to me. So Shadrock is like the ending to the record. And then Ask for Janice is just, <laughs> you know, that's just not even a song. It's just... A recording, but yeah, Shadrock is my my number one. And to end the record like this, fuck it, <laughs> great, perfect, <laughs> okay. perfect. All right, right. It, it's it's because before this you had just like kind of songs that were more mid tempo, kind of slower, so they're kind of like drudging along. But then this one it comes out of nowhere. It's more it's a more upbeat one. There's some really cool samples in there, and it's just like it, this is a song that should have been at the beginning because this one is like kind of them kind of like saying fuck you to Def Jam and to Russell Simmons especially. So I don't know why they would put this at the end of the record. Because even though they, they do want to fuck off to Jeff Def Jam, they they're, they're still kids. They're fucking 23 when this, when this came out 22 when it was written. So they, what the fuck do they know? They didn't know anything. That's true. But, but Shad Rock, that, that is, that's a, that's a bit, that, that is one of my beyond bangers. And that's one of my top five Beastie Boys uh, songs, music videos, not songs. Oh, music okay, videos. okay. Music videos, because the music video was um, 
I think it was over like a thousand hand painted pictures and like in, in, in the vein of like a flip book or that aha song mm-hmm. where, you know, oh, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like that, yeah. but they were painted, there were paintings and it was so good. And it was, it was, I think they were all painted. I want to say they were all painted by MCA, but then arranged no. and under the supervision of, of that. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure they are, but under the supervision of, the studio that did like Rugrats, Klasky, Klasky, Kluspo, Kluspo. Who's that? The, like the, the studio that did like a lot of Nickelodeon stuff, like Rugrats, for instance. Oh, Klas- that's interesting. I think it's called Klasky, Kluspo. Yeah, like going through the video right now, I can see like a connection if that's actually true, you know? But it sounds like it sounds weird when I say that MCA like hand painted all these because like the human team he wouldn't do that but he dude he did so much for this band like he was like the dad of this band they would not they would not be like the bc boys would never be as iconic as popular as 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 famous as legendary without mca yeah i think you're right with that you you could take out mike d you could take out ad rock add somebody else and they they would still be successful but without without mca Without Adam Yauk, I think it was Yauk. Without it, him, I don't know. Like, no, it would never happen. Nope, ever. <laughs> like the mastermind of this band was him. All right, well let, let's play. Let's play a little bit of uh, Shed Rock because why the hell not? So here we go. Here, here's a little bit of this one. Our favorites. There it is, Shadrock <laughs> from the Beastie Boys. Do you love that sample, that Hey sample? Dude, I, just, I, I love every sample on this album. Do you know every sample on this album? Because I don't think you do. No, like before I listened to it and looked them up. Yeah. So I, I really try. When I first bought this a couple of weeks ago, I I I knew the amount of samples, so I really tried to listen. And then try to listen for which ones I recognized just right off the bat. And there was like five. That's it? 
that's it. And then when I read what the samples were, I tried to listen for those tones in the songs. And then it grew to like 20, 25. I said, oh, okay, now I, now I recognize that that is the drum part from this song. That is the guitar line from, or the bass line from this song. Mm-hmm. But over half of these, I, I had never heard of. And I, I, I should have, I wanted to listen to all of the songs that they sampled and That's see where it came songs. in. But it was, it, was, it was a lot of work. Like the BC Boys have a lot of stuff. Yeah, it was, it's overwhelming. I couldn't believe how many samples were used on this. Like we could do, we, we could do all of their albums and each one of them would feel as overwhelming as, as we probably feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> but this one only because of the samples. Otherwise, no, not at all. Uh, it's well, true though. It's true. It's true. Okay. This right. is, and this is uh Shadrock two is one of the few songs on this record that act to me actually like has any real meaning. Or like Damn, real emotion. girl, what are you, what? Yeah. Oh, shit. A lot of these songs on the record are just like them either hyping themselves up or talking about chasing girls or about, you know, trying to be tough, trying to be hard. And like, they're almost like doing this like gangster rap thing. And Oof. it's cheesy, man. It's okay. so cheesy. All right. And that's like most of the record. So Shadrock is the one of the few that, like I said, that actually has like, meaning or means something and ends up being their best song it is it is it is one of the few that is a little a little deeper not as not as superficial as the rest but it's not the only one no it's not the only one no it's not the only one it's not the only one not the only one it's not the only no it's not the only one this is one of the the first times we've ever heard mca really like strain his voice too so so as far as like the vocalists are concerned mca is the raspy one Mm-hmm. Ad Rock is the very nasally one, and Mike D is the one in the middle. So that's who. Who do you think raps the most out of the three of them? It's hard to it's hard to say. I, honestly, I think it's like it's it's split almost like fucking super evenly because you want to think that Ad Rock raps the most because you remember his parts because they're so nasally, they're so high pitched, mm-hmm. but. Like Mike D is kind of like the forgotten, which is weird too, because his normal speaking voice is very higher than everybody else, even even uh, Ad Rock. So so Mike Diamond, just like his normal talking voice, is very high pitched, whereas MCA and Ad Rock are very just normal. Yeah. And so it's really weird. I don't know, but I, I feel like MCA and Ad Rock. See, I want to say that they they rap the most. So what were we, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, so you you asked which one raps the most. I I I feel like you maybe you may think that MCA and Ad Rock rap the most because they're the two ends of the spectrum, whereas whereas Mike D's in the middle. Mm-hmm. But I honestly I honestly think that they all kind of they all they all share the spotlight pretty well. I they do, and and they they don't do like the typical thing where they do one does a verse, the next does a, another verse so on and so forth like they they mix it up a lot like they talk over one another they they but it, it works really well they're really good at it they're one of the best at doing that if if not Just the best the interplay the interplay between one another and they, what's really cool too is that they, they've they do it so well live as well like it's not just on record it's not like they're they're recording parts and then splicing it together if you ever watch them perform live they they sound perfect they're perfectly in sync with one another. It's pretty remarkable. 
That is. Damn it. That's so good. Okay. So what do you got for, for your uh for for a BB? So my, my favorite lyric song is is is, is Johnny Royale. Like lyric really? lyrically, I think that is it's pretty funny. That's well, I mean, that's it's it's supposed to be funny, but it's also supposed to be them maturing and and, and understanding that the world is pretty shitty. Yeah. And they get it. They're not just a bunch of dumb fucking kids, not just dumb frat kids. And Oh no, sorry. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah Johnny Rayal, Johnny Rayal, yeah. Rayal, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because like lyrically, it's cool to see the b boys mature from their party days. Like this whole story, and and it's, it's really cool, and like they actually knew a homeless person that would like hang out on the stump, and they nicknamed him Johnny Rayal, and they gave him like a backstory, and it was like this big joke, but they also treated him really well. Yeah, so they, they, they made up this whole story of this, of this homeless guy in front of their stoop, like the Hey Arnold episode, Stoop Kid doesn't leave a stoop. But that's, what, that's what I thought, too. <laughs> they actually treated this dude, like, really well. And there was, a, there was a story that I read where one of the guys gave him a Def Jam jacket, and Russell Simmons had seen this guy wearing the Def Jam jacket outside of the stoop that he knew the Beastie Boys were at. And was like super pissed about it. Like, get that fucking jacket off him. I don't want people seeing this guy wearing my jacket. I'll douchebag and shit. And so that just that that just furthered my hatred for for Def Jam and, and Russell Simmons yeah. in general. Fuck Russell Simmons. I like Rick Rubin, but fuck Russell Simmons. I mean, fuck Rick Rubin too. Rick Rubin was a dick to these kids. Nah. He was a total dick to these kids. We, we, nah. can, we can get into that too. He was. If you don't think that he was a dick to these kids, and you're fucking insane. But nothing like crazy. Russell Simmons was. No, nothing not like not Russell to was. that extent. But he was com- he was a complete douchebag to these kids. But like lyrically, there's there's just a lot of there's a lot of things here. Like the song almost doesn't doesn't take the concept of homelessness seriously on the mm-hmm. surface, but it does. And 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 these guys really matured and grew up. And and my favorite line was or my favorite lyric stanza, whatever is is they say he asked for a dollar. You know what it's for, man. Bottle after bottle, he always needs more. He's no less important than you working class stiffs. He drinks a lot of liquor, but he don't drink piss. <laughs> and like just that alone, like it's it's funny, it's goofy, but it's so sad. Because like, yeah, like I've been in New York, and the whole city smells like fucking piss, dude. I should say New York City, like the whole area of Manhattan, just, it all smells like piss. And I've seen like I, dude, like I've seen people literally just like walk down the street and just start peeing on walls. <laughs> it's like Frisco; they just fucking <laughs> pee everywhere. And I can't imagine the amount of people that probably just pee on homeless people just because like who the fuck cares there's homeless people right there's dicks yeah and so i I think that like that last line if he drinks a lot of liquor but he don't drink piss i think that's in reference to people peeing on just wherever the fuck they want or peeing on his stoop where he sleeps and just not really giving a shit seeing them as second class seeing them as subhuman and that is so that is so woke for a bunch of 23 year olds who had just come off from making like arguably the, the most unwoke rap album of all time. Get damn. <laughs> it's pretty rad. Bunch it's of idiot rad. dudes in their early twenties making good stuff. Dude, and then they pulled out the Maggie's Farm quote. I noticed Come that on. one, yeah. Come on. I noticed that one. That song sucks though. Like these you're so, <laughs> You're so dumb. It does. I don't know why you say things that are just so they're so wrong. Because Bob Dylan is overrated. So wrong. As a musician, overall, probably, yeah. As a songwriter, no. He's, he's, he's adequately rated. Well, that's... Come on, man. You need to, you need to live outside the box. Mm. 
Okay, do we uh what, what do we want to play? Do we want to play that song? I I, I think we should because this one kind of has a chorus and it's very lazy and childish, but it's still a chorus and it's solid. And mm-hmm. it's it's kind of what they were going for. Johnny Ryan. <laughs> it's so, so stupid. Dumb. And there's dude, there's so many words in the song and because there's like three pretty unique voices, they get away with the word vomit. Yeah, because that's true. If you just had a guy just like just spewing as many words as they do in one voice, it would be it would be annoying. It would be mm. it would be too much, and it would be hard to follow. But because there are three of them, they're they're pretty unique from each other. They get away with so much. All right. Well, here's a little bit of uh, Johnny Rial. Here we go. There you go. Johnny Royale. Johnny Royale. From the Beast. Oh, man. That's a solid one, too. So what, what else should we get into? Should we get into the... Well, now, now I want to get into how much... Uh, why, why you don't think Rick Rubin was a dick to the Beastie Boys. No, I don't really know, to be honest. Oh, just, okay. Well, let me, I let just me don't give like you, Russell Simmons. Let me give you all the reasons why, why Rick Rubin, Russell Simmons, and Def Jam were terrible to the Beastie Boys. Okay. 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 So, so they had a falling out with, with everybody in that realm, and, and it, was, it, was, it was bad. Like, they were, so, okay, let me back up even more. Mike Dean Ad-Rock released a book in 2018, I think it was, and it kind of like, just was like, like the tell-all, right? It's like, fuck it. Yeah. We're not a group anymore. We're not a band anymore. We've already made a fuck ton of money, so we don't really care. They were supposed to make a movie with, with Rick and Russell like a long time ago. Like obviously the, the soundtrack would be Beastie Boys and 
and I think Russell was going to produce, and 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 but the, the, so so Rick told the Beastie Boys they would get ten percent, while Russell and Rick would split the remaining ninety percent. So that's the first lulls. Yeah, that's. It was also mentioned fucked. in the book that Rick took over as producer for License to Ill, even though MCA consistently expressed interest on learning the trade. And if if you know kind of anything about like MCA and his beginnings, he had always was was there to like help out production. He was always there to learn new things. He was always there to just to just to be a part of everything. Yeah. And 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 Ad Rock and Mike D had said that Rick essentially excluded him from the entire production process because he wanted complete control over it. So that's kind of fucked. That's- that's weird because it's like everything I hear about about Rick is that like how kind of disconnected he is from the the band when he works with them at times. Like the only thing he likes to focus on is, is the vocals and like s- certain certain sounds here and there, but overall he doesn't really fuck with the the, the recording too much. Okay. I mean th- that sounds I don't know. that sounds about right. If he's disconnected from the band then then the, my like my next point also coincides with that, but so so Rick also went back and changed a lot of the sounds to some of the tracks without the band knowing. So for the final product, when the band heard the album come out, they realized this wasn't this wasn't what we recorded. This wasn't what we agreed upon, mm-hmm. and so that was Rick's doing. Rick went in and changed a lot of the things because he knew what the sound was supposed to sound like. He knew it was going to sell. That's fucked. It's true that is yeah. And Def Jam eventually stopped paying them for on 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 royalties for License to Ill, so that's kind of why they left. But the reason they stopped paying them is because it seemed like the 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 boys were in breach of their contract for not starting to record another album. But their manager Russell was pushing them to extensively tour. So when the fuck would they have time to record another album? Yeah, that's true. That doesn't make any sense. Like how sh- fucking shitty is that? You were you were literally taking advantage of a bunch of kids that are just happy to have like a like a recording contract, to happy to be making music, to be having fun. You were completely taking advantage of that aspect and making them not like nobody made them tour, but pushing them to tour more and more and more, knowing that they would have no time to start the recording process, and then being in breach of their contract. So thus, you don't have to pay them money. That yeah, is, that's super shady. That I, so I didn't realize awful. it was that. That shady, but so they left. Beach Boys said, "Fuck it, we're we're leaving." They went to Capitol, and and I mean, dude, the rest is the rest is history, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. b- because of because of this whole thing, I I mean, I've I've been indifferent about Russell Russell Simmons for a while prior but, to this, but for this, for sure, like I I don't st- I can't stand that guy. Didn't he kind of like screw over Run DMC too, like pretty bad? I Maybe mean, I'm totally I, don't, wrong. I don't. I don't know or too at least much about one that. of the guys, but I I do know. So like, and also a lot of interviews too, when the Beastie Boys were younger, and you know before Paul's and then after License, there's a lot of interviews where they did a lot of like sexual innuendos and and be like, oh yeah, we got to pay for like the massages Russell gets, and kind mm-hmm. of in passing, where on the surface you think like, oh that's you know okay that that doesn't mean anything, but then you would see them be like you know massages with the endings and things like that. Mm. And then thinking what he's accused of now. Are there accusations against him? Against Russell Simmons? 
Yeah. Dude, yes, a lots, lots, like tons of sexual allegations. Oh, shit. Like the guy's a fucking douchebag. He's awful. He's an awful person. He's he's a businessman. He's 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 no. No, I mean I've I've heard things dude, about him awful. like business wise, but I didn't know about the, the allegations. Yeah, they're, they're, I think he stepped down from Def Jam Records because of them. Damn. Well, fuck that guy. I mean, I didn't really like care for him before, but yeah, fuck him even more. Yeah. Whatever. So yeah, that's 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 why I don't like Rick Rubin and in this aspect and 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 Def Jam and what they did to the Beastie Boys and how they exploited mm-hmm. them to the to the max. Yeah. All right. Well, what song should we talk about next? Literally, Jeff, what's another? Literally, just said that. <laughs> so okay. What's another? What's another big <laughs> banger for you? Another BB? Um, dude, they're they're all they're all bangers. They're all possibly big bangers. To all the girls, shake your rump. Well, Eggman, High Plains Drifter. What, what do you what do you want to do here? I think well, Eggman's okay. funny. Eggman's Eggman, Eggman's, Eggman's funny. funny. It's cute. Eggman's Eggman's funny, but it man, it is is it just like. This this is like another perfect example of like where I thought the lyrics like why are the lyrics so cheesy you know I, I, like I'm just so disappointed not, by the lyrics it's not they're not trying to be like deep they're they're just they're witty and they're like like Jimmy Pop the the, the way are you drinking right now no I'm having a monster oh yeah it's even worse they're just <laughs> they're just witty for instance in Eggman he he says which came first the chicken or the egg. I egged the chicken and then I ate his leg. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's definitely good, but I don't know, man. I just I thought it would be I thought it the would be fuck deeper. What are you expecting? I like, don't know. What, what I don't you, know. What? I, like I said, I came into this this you, entire week. Who told you that this was going to be some weird introspective look into the Beastie Boys' heart and soul and I thought there might be something of more substance than you got to fight for your right to party, you know? I thought maybe like you know the, their big songs would be goofy like that like girls and that stuff, and then I thought like the the deeper cuts would have more meaning you know you'd have like half and half. There there definitely is probably half substance here and then just half just kind of just joke songs, but it's it's not just about like Paul's boutique. It's them as people also grew up in the time from License to Ill and this came out and continue to grow up and. Uh, they again. They acknowledge kind of their their childish behaviors. Yeah, I guess so. I I guess. For instance, <laughs> let me let me let me get you another one here. For instance, for instance, in 1994, they released "Sure Shot," the the song "Sure Shot," which preached yeah. respect for women, mm-hmm. and that is the complete opposite of what everybody wanted the Beastie Boys to fall into. What category they wanted to fall into. And then later on in 1999, Ad-Rock addressed the sexual misconduct allegations at Woodstock because nobody yes. else was talking about it. Nobody else would even bring it up. And he did it live during the VMAs. I remember that, too. I remember watching that. Nobody gave a shit about it. People, especially like MTV and everybody, they didn't want to talk about it. But no, these guys wouldn't make money. But these guys who, who wrote songs like Girls and Brass Monkey were the ones to kind of bring it into the limelight. It's really show, it really tells you something. It's right? it's it is just crazy how much these guys have matured, both like sonically and then just as people. Just they're just good peoples now, except for Eggman. They're just I don't think they continue to throw eggs at people. I think that was just something they did as when they were kids, when there were more kids than the kids were at that time. I guess. Yeah, but I mean, it did happen during this era because they talk about throwing the eggs off their balcony, the ho- their hotel balcony, <laughs> people, like, and then they got a notice from their from their from the hotel saying. We we are we've received reports that things are falling out of your window. 
so good. <laughs> it's so like diplomatic and just. Ugh. There's that. It's gross. There's that story where, like, some guy parked his car out outside of wherever they were, and they and he had his like kid and his wife in the back, and as the guy got out to open the door, they threw an egg and it hit him in the head. And all the guy did was just like, look around, get back in his car, and just drive away. <laughs> Poor guy. That's so fucked up. Yeah, it is. One time when we were, I think I was a, yeah, I was a freshman in high school, and we went to, uh, we went to Not Scary Farm. Nobody, you weren't there, right? With what happened to my sister? Uh, probably not. I don't think so. Okay. So we were, we were walking on, uh, on Western, like on the backside of Knots, and we were walking back to the, to the dirt parking lot across the street. And we're walking, and my, my sister was there, and she was probably, fuck, man, she was probably like 10 years old. And this van, I kid you not, this van drives by us the opposite way. They, they were driving like, a, like an Astro van, and they, they open up the side door, oh, no. and they're there, and they start chucking eggs at us. And my sister gets nailed in, right in the head and right in the chest. Oh, how like sad. Like hardcore. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so sad, but it was really up. funny. It was sad, but funny. Dude, at least like just throw water balloons. Like throwing yeah, no, eggs is so it's so disrespectful and it's just so fucked up. Yeah, but, it, but, it is but funny. Yeah, it's funny. I never did it. Though. I never like we would egg cars and egg houses, but we never egged people. No, it's fucked up. Yeah, never did people. But I don't know. We're not, I guess we're not that mean. We're, we're stupid, but we're not we're not that that mean and stupid. A lot of poop dollars. A lot of poop dollars. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Uh, glued quarters to the ground. Glue quarters the gun, sure, sure, sure. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> All right, yeah, okay, that's cool. What, um, Eggman, not your favorite. That's fine though. What <laughs> no, I mean, I'll play it if you want me to play it. It's what, fine. What about what about Shaky Rump? You like Shaky Rump? Shaky Rump is good, but I will say my 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 second banger is High Plains Drifter. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's my second let's, one. Let's just get into that one because uh, that's a, that's a that's a fantastic song. I I like the how they they kind of like sound off like a kind of off time. That like it sounds so cool. This is when they say when they say high plains drifter. It's great. This is like I think the the best example of the way they rap over each other to where it's borderlines. They're like fighting for attention. Like they're fighting to be always the one spot. Yeah. But because they're just so damn good at it, and because they're just so connected that well, it never crosses that line. That's a good. Yeah. I mean, that's a. Good thing to to pick up from this just, from this particular. It's song. so chaotic, like the way they rap is just so chaotic. But you know, it's it's to a T. They're masterminds. Yeah. They they truly are. They truly or were, I should say, because they're no longer a band. But uh, I'm, I'm gonna play uh, boo, 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 boo. Boop, boop. I'm gonna play a little bit of um of oh I'm on the wrong album here. A little bit of high planes. Yeah, no, I was in Hello Nasty. Oh, oh it's your best. Uh, so here's a High Plains Drifter. Here we go. Cool. <laughs> it's-
There you go, High Plains Drifter from <laughs> the Beastie Boys. So good, man. Second best song for sure, only after Shadrach. Okay, hey, that's it's that good, man. That's fine. It, I have no problem with that. It's one of the few songs on this album that I feel really stands out. That really stands out. That is just that's that's crazy to me. It's 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 crazy to me how much you hate this album. I just don't. I don't hate. I don't it. understand. I don't. That's the I thing. Don't I don't it. hate it. it. This is one of those albums that you can just kind of like sit back and just kind of listen. Like you don't have to like you don't have to like invest a lot of a lot of your 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 um, your uh, uh, energy into it. This is you this know, is one of those albums that you bought on vinyl and you'll probably never listen to again. But that's fine. See, that's wrong because. I, I will listen to it more just because I don't have that many hip hop albums, and sometimes I just want to listen to hip hop. Mm. This is my third hip hop album, mm. so mm. there you go. It's one of three. Okay, for now, until I get more uh, are, better Beastie Boys. What are your other two? Uh, a tribe called Quest. Oh yeah, and duh, we did that already today. Or yesterday yeah, today. and R2J4. Oh duh, duh, we talked about both uh, of them. We talked about all these today. Yeah, yeah, all three of them in the same. Oh week. no, and then I got Wu Tang as well. Oh, that's I forgot right. about Wu Tang. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. What do you cool, What do you man. think about the sounds of science? That's my fourth banger. Okay. Good. Because that's. I think this is. Uh, this is a beyond banger for me. So. Because you believe in science. Yeah, I actually follow science, especially the sounds of science. So. <laughs> that's uh, you know that's what it is. That's what I do. <laughs> but uh, this 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 intro this intro is so fucking good. This intro is probably my favorite intro on the entire album. Yeah, it's a good one. It, it, it reminds me of kind of like a clown song. I, I, maybe I'm completely wrong. I just can't think of a better way of describing it. Okay. But okay. It's goofy. It's just kind of goofy sounding, and then halfway through, it kind of it slows down, and but then it sounds like you're like flying through space, like on a spaceship, which is cool. It's just so, it's so dumb, and and, and like the way they their group singing voice, it's very snotty and and punk, and they mm-hmm. and they're kind of like throwing it back, really really subtle status. I dig it. I dig it, and when it kicks up, like you, like you don't even know, like you, you have no idea that it's going to kick up like that, and it's just it's too much to handle. You can't handle it. Well, I don't know about that. You can't handle it. You obviously you can't handle that. it because you think this album sucks. So you I don't think this album sucks it. at all. I mean, I don't know why you keep saying that because I never once said that. Because this is their third worst album. You said this is yeah, no, correct. It is their third worst album. <laughs> Absolutely. And like I said before, I'll probably never listen go back and again. listen to Hot Sauce Committee. I'll pro- I'll never go back and listen to License to Ill, but I will go back to listen to this. Well, you have to because you have it on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have no choice. The obligation. I'll just resell it. Fuck it. Damn. No, nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Fuck. What about that? Uh, what? I mean, you can play like at least just into the intro or, or whatever, but I don't know. But, I, but before I'll do that, but before I do that, uh, the vinyl that I dig it, it doesn't fit in any sleeves. It, yeah, it, like those big fudge sleeves. It, like They're not big enough. I mean, mine, are, mine is big enough, but it's, it's like barely flush with one of the edges. I couldn't even do it because Mike has the same ones you do, and I tried it in one of those and it didn't fit. At all? No, it, it, that, that, that one doesn't fit, and neither does uh, one of my Smashy Pumpkins records. Damn. It doesn't fit in the, the, the sleeves. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, mine mine fits. That's weird. Maybe it's gotta really shove it in there. In yeah. But yeah, let's let's. I mean, I guess real quick we can talk about the vinyl because we both have probably the same vinyl. Yeah, I would assume so. That it kind of it opens up a double like gatefold. A, a, the, or yeah, exactly. Almost like a quadruple you, thing. Did you get a the double LP or the one? Uh, double. 
Oh, okay, I got the one. It all fits the on the one. Was, yeah, it all fits on the one, and yeah, and it was like four dollars cheaper, so I bought that one. That's cool. Yeah, on the on the on the vinyl <laughs> too. There's no there's no track listing. There's 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 no words whatsoever. On, but I like on, the picture on the entire sleeve. Yeah, the picture's cool. You can still Google it. How I didn't Google it. How close to the to this picture is it, or like current to net? to then the stores are different there's there's different names for everything but i mean you can definitely tell it's the same picture although a lot of places in in that area of new york look like that so you know hmm. but i think there's probably some landmark over there on that corner that's or where mentions it, it. like what what's the significance of the street i i didn't really see like nobody they, it didn't really say anywhere i i don't know i think it's 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 just a picture I think the picture was credited to one of the guys in the band, but he, they, he wasn't actually the one that took the picture. But I, I think it's just like where they grew up, kind of. Uh, oh, okay. I don't know, boo boo. That's cool. That's cool, I guess. But yeah, it was kind of aggravating because like when I because I, I didn't know how many songs were on it, but I looked at the on the actual record to see. I actually looked at the actual record and I saw like, dude, there's so many. It looks like there's so many songs, and then I looked on the the fucking the the jacket or whatever and there's nothing on there on the gayful there's nothing yeah there's nothing anywhere yeah and then i saw on spotify oh there's like 25 songs <laughs> oh fuck what have i got myself into but then like i said the last eight songs aren't really like songs they're yeah you hate them that's fine yeah. though i don't hate it no see that that's where you're wrong because that's okay like i said earlier like i said earlier my six banger is one of those like eight songs mm, okay a year and a day okay that one was good that was right. a banger. So that's what you say. It is. Okay. It absolutely is. I believe you. Should we should we play the sounds of science? Yeah. Since you're being a little a little Yes. A little, a little I don't, f- I don't fuss even know what to call you. Yeah, f- <laughs> <laughs> fuss gus. Here we go, the sounds of science. Why don't you wait? Come on, mine is kind of boring like an oil. Protector, how do you get out when you get the Jimmy? Protector, 
Then you got the sounds of science. Oh, this part's so good. Whatever that sample is, that guitar sample, so good. This is this is this reminds me of of that Fat Boy Slim body moving remix. It just ah, maybe really really kicks in, really catchy. They're just rapping over like a really catchy, just riff. Yeah, that riff is super catchy, and it it picks up really well after that that doom boom boom. I don't. It's cool. It's cool, man. Maybe like carnival sounding is, is what you're. Yeah, rather than than a clown sound, carnival is more appropriate. Okay. There you go. There you go. Look at you. Yeah. You know, thinking outside the box. How you like that? Kind of. How you like that last line where he says, "Dropping science like Galileo dropped the orange." <laughs> that one's good. That's good. <laughs> when when they're when they're singing the sounds of science, they it reminds me of them just being like a bunch of like you know third graders just singing in like the <laughs> choir or something like like the school choir. Some stupid fucking it song that awful. nobody likes. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It's so it's snotty. So <laughs> science. Yeah, this is, this is a this is a banger. It is a banger, so for sure. Okay, okay. Well, let's let's let's, uh, let's let's get into your your other banger, and then everything else was stinkers. You liked a year and a day. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. The solo song. Yes, that was that was one of the parts of the fucking what nine part. Yeah, eight or nine part. Something like that for for B boy Bula Basi. Boyabasi, Boyabasi, something like that. Yeah, year in a day. That's um, so. I read some story. I think it was it was some interview too, and and kind of bringing it back when when they did license to ill, they were kind of trying to keep track of who wrote which part, and then they mm-hmm. realized that sucks. And so from then on, they just everything's just written by the BC Boys. And that makes sense. They didn't want to mess with it. They didn't want to do anything. But they also allowed each other to give, like, veto power. So no matter what, if one person didn't like something and they said, I'm, I'm vetoing it, they, had, they all agreed that no matter what, they would not be included in the album. Interesting. But then they also like that. said that they weren't going to just, like, write solo songs because that's not what they want to do. They want to always be involved together. Except for this one. A year and a day, supposedly MCA wrote Except this. They, they, they broke the rule or they... They broke their own rule. It's a year later. The fuck, Tyler, just no. You don't make any sense. MCA supposedly <laughs> got like an old pilot's helmet mm-hmm. and put a mic inside of it, and then his his rapping part in this is inside of that helmet. What the fuck, dude? That's so weird. That's <laughs> <laughs> so weird, but it's so cool. It's so I mean, cool. It's, it's it's such a subtle nuance and it, it just sounds like his voice is just modulated somehow. But then when you think of when this was recorded and you think of how much time was put into pretty much every part of every song, yeah. it just, it just builds up that legacy. It does. And I can't, can you imagine watching him rap while he has his helmet on? <laughs> like how stupid is that? Yeah, I know it probably looks so dumb. <laughs> and the, the helmet was probably old and gross and I know, I know. stunk. he's just standing there like he's not even probably in a vocal booth he's probably just standing in the middle of the (laughs) the control room just doing it (laughs) or like sitting on the couch maybe or something i don't even know it's so dumb if you think about it i wish there was video of it i wish there was like a lot of video for for this this time is there a lot later on i'm sure there's probably documentation Mm -hmm. but 
I mean, I, I, I feel most artists, too, in the studio don't like to be filmed constantly. Probably not. It's, it's probably embarrassing. Of, I mean, I don't know if it's embarrassing, but it, it's, it's probably distracting. Yeah, definitely. You, you know, so I don't know. But I, I don't, they're, it would just be cool to see a lot of, a lot of the hijinks for this era of Beastie Boys. Yeah, I do want to watch that documentary that came out last year, I think it was, or maybe this year. No, I think it was last year. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't see that there was that documentary until like the like yesterday, the day before yesterday. So I didn't have a chance to watch it. There's but also, it, apparently, it was really good. There's also the book that they put out, or two out of the three put out last year, 2018. I think I said. And oh I wanna, yeah. I want to buy that one too. It's a big ass book too. Fucking, it's like a Bible. You buy a book? I would buy a book. Yeah, You'd I'd even read it. Oh I'd my even god! Read it. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Ah. <sighs> Man, that's going to be your new uh, your new obsession after the vinyl, our books. I only read two things. I read the newspaper, and then I I get a monthly magazine, and that's all. That's like all I really read. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I like reading the paper because, like, how else am I going to get my news two days late? That's like the best way. So you know, that's a good point. Actually, that's yeah. a good point. Very good point. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. I <laughs> Here's a, I, I want to play a year in a day because it's cool and I want to listen to it again now knowing that he's sing this in a helmet. So, um, fuck, where, where are you? A year in a day. Here we go. There you go a year and a day from the Beastie Boys or MCA. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, man. That's um that that beats when the levee breaks too, just sped up. Is that what that is? By okay. the Zeps, by the Zeps of Leds. I cannot believe how many fucking samples are. And I was I was also really surprised to see that they uh, they sampled a lot of Pink Floyd, or they do. Just over the years, they've sampled so much Pink Floyd, which is pretty I'm, cool. I think it's I don't know I. I they don't just stick to like one genre. It's they're all over the place. They really are. It's cool. It's really cool. It's so bizarre. I never. I don't know. Like now reading into these, I never realized that they're they were so eclectic in their music taste, musical tastes. Tastes. Uh, so we we talked about it a little bit earlier. So there was, uh, I, I forgot to mention this as well. So remember how I said there, there's, the, there's the connection to Omar? Like yeah. Before? So th- another connection uh, to Omar and the Mars Volta is that Mario Calderon. Mario C. 
Mario C, the engineer, he uh, he actually not only well because Money Mark was, wasn't on this record, but he has worked with Money Mark after this, so that was one connection. The other connection is that he that Mario C uh, mixed the One Day as a Lion EP. If you don't know what that is, that's Zach De La Roca and John Theodore, John Theodore who played in Mars Volta. So there's another there's another connection right there. And then I got one more connection for you. Got one Do more it. connection for Do you. It. So the Dust Brothers, the guys who produced this record, well, one, they produced Mbop by Hanson, which yeah. I thought was really interesting. But they also produced a song from Korn, Kick the PA, that was on the Spawn soundtrack. So there's a Korn connection, too. Oh, Look kitty. at that. Look at that. Just wanted to throw that out there. Okay. So many connections to my favorite artists. So <laughs> that was pretty damn cool, man. Pretty cool. Especially the Hanson connection. That was my favorite one. Like, how do you go from the Beastie Boys to Hanson to Korn to Omar to whatever? You know, it's just, it's so weird. The Hanson one was the, was the one that I thought was, like, what? Because even, even like 90s nostalgia, that song sucks. That song's no, not a that good song. No, that song's a banger. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Oh, Tyler, where, where are you today? Where is your fucking head? <laughs> was Where's your head? You, you need to check your head because if you think Paul's Boutique is garbage, but Hanson Mbop is the best song you've ever heard, <laughs> then you need to check your fucking head. We should do that that Hanson record. No, I don't want to. Why? I'm I'm vetoing that one. <laughs> you've never you've never straight up said no. I'm not doing an album. Actually, I take that back. You did you did once because I, I once I said let's do the Savage Garden record. You're like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, you just. I even agreed to Alanis Morissette. Like, I was, I was even down with that one. I even started listening to it, to it too, and thought that it sucked, but I didn't say anything. (laughs) Luckily, (laughs) Justin, Justin decided, wow, I made a horrible decision. I don't want to do this. (laughs) What did we do instead? Was do we go with like a Treyu in the end or something? Yeah, I think we did something (laughs) like that. God damn. That was that that was a, a bullet dodged. Yeah, it was. Words are oh, like you, bullets. You know what we? I know. I remember what we did. We did uh, Blink's Enema of the State because we wanted to convert Justin, and Justin gave it a Justin perfect score. A, he did give it a perfect score, so he gave it a fair shot, unlike you. Uh, but yeah, anyway, wanna which, what should we move on to? Should we move on to another song? Should we talk about how the the album was recorded? What do you want to do? With uh, I mean, as far as the songs are concerned, I mean, I could all day with these songs, but. We can do the how the album was recorded. Talk about the samples, the amount of samples, and uh, I don't know. I, we, I feel we. It's weird because we haven't been doing it for that long right now, but it's already going on like for a long time. You know. No, so I, I get it. Really? No, I get it. I don't know what to do. Let's just talk well, about samples. We'll call it. Okay, and before we do that, I I want to say too that they recorded most of this record in their friend Matt Dyke's living room in L.A., with the exception of like I think it was a Hello Brooklyn, and then. A f- like a few other songs were done at like a, some studio in Koreatown or something like that. But yeah, all this, all this stuff was recorded in a fucking living room at their, yeah. f- in their friend's living room, which is insane. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, the samples, what do you got? Oh, I, I mean, they just, they used a lot of them. <laughs> Specifically 105 samples. I, it's just, it's, it's weird because did this start, I mean, they did kind of get a lot of shit for this, and they kind of paid for most of it somewhat, but not yeah. in the way people pay for it today. Yes. they. I think the, the estimate was that 
they paid a quarter million dollars in right in the rights for the rights, which I guess nowadays would have would be tens of millions of dollars to to get this the, the these amount of rights, and I think that's fucking nuts. And then like like I said, they 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 sampled one hundred five different songs, and twenty four of those samples were on just the last song. Yeah, that's nuts. That's yeah. fucking nuts. That's like a mess. Like how do you how do you combine twenty four different samples and make it cohesive, dude? They, because if you're if you're the Dust Brothers working with the Beastie Boys, you do what you got to do. Apparently, apparently that's the case. Damn. See that it, it kind of sucks though. I mean, it's it's so I'm so torn because on the one hand, it, it I think it sucks that to use samples in 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 hip hop or any music is so damn pricey that you can't even do it now. But on the other hand, you can't just take somebody's work. And then profit off of it, so True. I don't. I don't know. Like, there's there's got to be like a middle ground because I don't know. It sucks. It really does. It really sucks. Yeah, but then I think also in the end, it could it could could have gotten to the point where where uh, DJs and and people like that just become lazy. You know, instead of like making something cool out of the samples, they would just become lazy and I don't well, know. They are lazy. They, well, not back then. Not not back in the eighties. And did you see when it kind of like all came to an end was with Bismarcky when he got sued for using a sample, a particular sample. And then that was when like, I guess that, that particular um, lawsuit was what changed hip hop music forever. Cause that was when record labels started to really crack down on, on suing artists and requesting that they get royalties. Yes. So yeah, essentially he had- the labels I- fucked it for everyone. I don't remember what what song he did it, but um, but yeah, that was that was after this. Yeah, it was like two years, I think, after this album came out, or maybe a year. Yeah, and then I don't know, probably a couple of years at least, because yeah. they they I mean it's kind of funny too because they sampled Biz, Marky, or maybe he just recorded something on Check Your Yed. Something. Oh yeah, that's right, he he did. He had well, I think he was on multiple. He was on one song, like credited on one song, but I think they used his voice for a couple other parts on that record. If I'm not mistaken, I gotta listen to it again. It's so good, it's so good. You need again. You need to check your fucking yed. They need to fall <laughs> down on, or man. something. Why are you? Why are you so against that record? No, I'm against you thinking that this record is is, is stupid and boring and not fun. But you're against. But then you say. Yed. But then you say like Hanson is is great, and I just I don't I don't get it. Well, Mbop is a good song. Like you can't deny that. I I can, and it's it's not a good song, especially by by stupid. One hit wonder ninety status. Who cares if you're one hit wonders? Song. Look at Aqua. Aqua were a one hit wonder, but that album's a banger. No, they weren't. They were like fucking six hit wonders. Not here in the states. That's all that matters. One hit wonders. Uh, only no, the because as a kid, I knew more more than just one song by them. Yeah, but you, and I just only knew one hit song. Yes. <laughs> you do not know where the one hit wonder term came from. Yeah, it came from only being on the charts once. No, 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 Tyler. Yeah, Tyler, yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me. Let me educate you because I follow science. So the one hit wonder term came from one day I was listening to a song and I coined it. That's where it came from. Makes sense, I guess. Sounds <laughs> sounds valid. Sounds valid. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we got anything else to say? Do we want to wrap it up? Have we wrap final it up. thoughts? Final thoughts. Ratings. Ratings. Okay. Yeah. So what what are your final thoughts on this record and I guess Beastie Boys in general? Go, uh, they're please. they're both they're both great. The Beastie Boys are great. This record's great. Everything's great. Life's great. What do you want from me? 
It's wow, fantastic. That was, this that is, was uh, deep. The Beastie Boys have done pretty much everything except for like the mumble rap stuff. They're, they've done it yes. all. They've done it all. And had they still been around, I mean, they probably would still be doing music and they would be doing it better than everybody's doing it now because that's what they do. So, you know, well, I don't know. I don't know. They've, they've yeah, grown. They've grown, they've grown musically. They've grown as people. They've grown to be really, really respectable members of society. Hmm. And we okay. didn't even get into the whole fucking MCA and his, his, his Tibetan monk phase. And, but, you, you know, know I, I mean, we'll, honestly, we're going to do more Beastie Boys. Some, sometime down, down the road, we will do more. So, I mean, we could talk about that and, you know, the whole, what is it, Free Tibet and... Yeah, There's a lot of stuff to talk about. So much stuff, and it's just it's it's again it's just it's it's crazy. It's crazy that these guys were forcibly pigeonholed into the license to ill phase by their producer, by their comp- by their management, by their record label, and they broke free. Mm-hmm. And that's you don't. It's it's hard. It's hard to see that. It's hard to see a group that makes a lot of money and well thought they were going to make a lot of money, became very famous off of a certain sound and then completely break free from that sound and continue to push time and space between that sound and not want to be those people and still be wildly successful. It's pretty crazy, pretty remarkable. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. This, this album is, is, is hip-hop royalty <laughs> and you're crazy. So go ahead and listen to your fucking, I don't know what kind of hip-hop you listen to, but... Go yeah, ahead we, we pretty much your, listen to the same and, hip-hop. Go ahead and stick your fucking head in the sand and pretend like Mbop is the greatest thing since sliced bread. This is a perfect album. This is a three out of three. <laughs> Easy peasy. All right. If you don't know, our three-point rating system is three is a perfect album. Two is a good album you're going to continue listening to. One's a bad album, but you, sh- but you should at least give it one one listen. And then zero is a trash fire. And uh, so, yeah, my final thoughts, like, like I've said before, this is my first real go around with the Beastie Boys, listening to their, their albums in their entirety for the most part. And uh, like I said, th- I, was, I was a little disappointed in this, not to say this is a bad record at all, because it's a fantastic record, but it's not bad at all. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's great. It's good. But man, their, their other stuff is so much better. They're, they're one of those bands that just got, kind of, they pretty much kind of got better as they went along. After Paul's, like after License Till, they just kept getting better and better. Their records kind of kept getting better and better. So, hmm. there you go. That's my final thought. And I'm going to give this album a 2.25. Fucking 2.25. I'll go back to it. I mean, I have to because I have it on vinyl, like you said. If I got to go back to it. If you didn't buy it on vinyl, would you realistically ever go back to this? I would. Yeah, I'd go back to it. Like if I wanted, a, why are you why are you lying? I know you're lying. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You are. I can because see. Because if I wanted, if I wanted to just listen to like straightforward Beastie Boys hip hop, I would throw this on, or I'd throw the five burrows on. I can see that you're lying because in Audacity, there's a new feature where it like measures your your voice and it tells me that you're lying. It measures my voice and it tells you how much I'm moving my hands. Yes. And my <laughs> arms. So that's what it tells you. Booyabasi. <laughs> Booyabasi. So yeah, two point two five, and uh, I guess that's it. I mean. We got, we have a very special guest on our on our next episode, so stay tuned for that one. Hopefully, it's fun. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time. Yeah, so, should be a um, good time. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a good time. He's from a very far away land, very very far away land, and I would say thousands of miles away. Instead Dang. of hundreds of miles, hundreds of miles away. thousands of miles in the ether. Yeah, far away land. So yeah, so this is Ask Night Radio. Thank you all for listening. Uh, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Ask Night Radio. 
And, you know, honestly, I got nothing else to say. So that's it. That's Thank all. David Javi. I didn't want to buy it online. It was only like twenty bucks, but I, 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 I like I like finding in the wild, you know. I like the yeah. hunt. I'm like a lion. I like to find them and get them and kill them and eat them. <laughs> if 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 you had to live the rest of your life without pizza or live the rest of your life without the Mars Volta, I didn't want to. And you know what? Just continue. I didn't want you to answer that. <laughs> I'm just gonna get mad. <laughs> Tony, don't even answer that one. They were so eclectic in their music taste, musical tastes. Tastes.